United Soccer Coaches is proud to bring you the weekly United Soccer Coaches podcast, covering all aspects and all levels of the game we love. The United Soccer Coaches podcast is presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer announcer Dean Linky, the longtime television and podcast voice of the association. Now, here's Dean with this week's show. I am Dean Lincoln, another great show. Appreciate how nimble this show can be as I get an opportunity to talk to so many interesting characters in the game of soccer. Tonight on the Big Ten Network, I will call two top 20 teams, Rutgers led by Mike O'Neill, Michigan led by Jen Klein. Big Ten women's soccer tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. And guess what? We'll kick off with Jen Klein and then we'll be followed by Mike O'Neill, who's done so much at so many levels. You'll like my visit with both Jen and Mike. Then we talk to Joe Cummings in the third part of a three-part series, courtesy of Sarah Kluba, Jeff Fennell, and the great folks at the United Soccer Coaches Foundation. Remember, this weekend is the cutoff for the scholarship applications. You need to get your application in, or if you know somebody that it could help, get their application in. Listen to Joe Cummings, particularly for a convention scholarship, a great way to attend the convention, learn, share, network, you name it. And then we've got the countdown to convention with Vince Gansberg, the Assistant Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches, who does such great work with Ian Barker. He is heading up not one, but two great diplomas. He will break those down in our countdown to convention. That's our show. We get rolling with the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines women's soccer team, Jen Klein, after this message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snap. Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? If so, you might need some help. With Team Snap, you can get it. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, everything you need is online, which means no more trips to the bank, no more lost checks, and no more colossal spreadsheets. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com to learn more. Team Snap is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Kicking off the United Soccer Coaches podcast, promoting a massive Big Ten game tonight as Rutgers at 6-2 will host the Michigan Wolverines at 7-1-1. And, and we start with the fine head coach of Michigan now in her fourth season already. Can you believe it? Jen Klein, the head coach for the Michigan Wolverines women's soccer team, joins me now. Jen, welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really uh, am looking forward to being on and, and chatting with you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that and to tonight's game. And I'm also pumped that you're seven, one and one to start the season. Great way to start the season, Jen. Can you break down your thoughts on how those first nine games have gone? Yeah, I, you know, it's been, uh, you look at the record and we're off to a great start. Our, our only loss of the year is against USC, my, my old team and my old colleagues. So definitely was a, a great game, tough one to, to lose in overtime, but overall really happy with the, the way our team is performing. We definitely are creating a lot of shots and, and hopefully we find a way to, to make those shots turn into goals now that we've hit big. Big 10 play. Yeah, and you get the big win, a thrilling win over Illinois. Can you break down that win going into this one? I mean, from the start, the Big Ten is just so competitive, and Illinois was a, a great team. I thought in the first half they did a great job of kind of making the game a bit difficult. They got a PK early on and uh, did a great job tactically. I thought our halftime adjustments and uh, moving some people around really helped us uh, get things going and, and open it up. And yeah, it came down to second overtime, but uh, that's the Big Ten for you. It's just every game is going to be a battle. Every game is going to be competitive. Each team is going to give you something to deal with. And Whoever has the kind of fight and the resiliency to, to break it down, I think is going to be the one that is at the top at the end. Here we are, the fall of 2021. I want to remind everybody that the fall of 2019, you had a brilliant season. You had eight players make all Big Ten, which is a new record for the Michigan Wolverines program, which I think says a lot about the impact you and your coaching staff have made on the team and amazingly because of this COVID situation where we try to make lemonade out of lemons I look at the names that are still on your team and I see Stratagakis and I see Hawkinson and I see Luffman and the names are are endless pretty much everybody hung around right for this for one more go at it yeah they they everybody came back and you know they they wanted to 
you know, it was tough coming off of our, our 2019 season and having the year that we did and, and um, within the conference and then also nationally. And then you hit, you know, 2020 and it just wasn't a great year for anybody. Um, and I think, you know, they all wanted an opportunity to come back and to try to see where we could go after that 2019 run. And I do feel like at the start of this year, we've picked up where we left off from 2019. It was almost like we just blew right through uh, 2020 and kind of uh it's almost like we never we never took a break from that 2019 year. And so it's great to have all of them back. I mean, we have 11 seniors when you take the true seniors and all those fifth years that are here. It's practically an entire team. So it's a great thing to have that that experience and that leadership within our program. Can you dive a little bit deeper into how hard that was dealing with the craziness? You know, they canceled the fall and winter. Are you starting? When are you stopping? When are you starting that whole thing? I mean, I can't imagine any part of it was easy for you, your athletes, your staff, your trainers, everybody. It was tough. You'd go to you go to bed at night thinking one thing. You'd wake up in the morning and everything would change. And so, I mean, the idea of pivoting and constantly being adaptable and just kind of rolling rolling with every decision that was made and trying to look at it with a lens of you know, what can we be thankful for to really get us through it? But it just was a year of, there was no true rhythm. It was just kind of constant disruption. And every time you thought, okay, we're going to get it going, something else would pop up. So, you know, it was a challenge for everybody. Um, it was great to see that people were able to play. The NCAA was able to have an NCAA tournament. You got a champion crowned, which was great but definitely happy that that year is over and we, we get everybody back to get another crack at what we feel our team is capable of doing. Amen. It'll be a huge game tonight on the Big Ten Network, Michigan and Rutgers. So looking forward to it. I'll be on the call with Jalen Armstrong, the former Nebraska defender, and that'll be tonight on the Big Ten Network. Four years now at Michigan, clearly, and I'm pretty sure you're a West Coast gal. You need to remind me of that, Jen, but I know you spent a ton of time out on the West Coast. Yeah, I got to believe you're loving Ann Arbor now. Great community, a great university. Yes, I'm, I'll confirm I'm from the West Coast, uh, born and raised my whole career besides my, my time here at Michigan has been out there. Um, this is this is home now. It's uh, four years. It, it feels at times like a long time, but then sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, has it been four years already? It feels quick. So it's a great community. Ann Arbor is unbelievable. Loving Michigan and all the seasons that go with it. Even if you get a taste of all the seasons in one day, it's just, uh, it's nice. And uh, yeah, really, really happy here. Now, do you really mean that about the seasons? You're yeah, okay with- I actually, I do. I'm one that I probably have like every layer on when it does get a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a sweatshirt, a vest, a jacket. So I just dress for it. I, I'm always prepared. All right, Jen Klein, the head coach of the Michigan women taking on Rutgers tonight on the Big Ten Network. And, you know, Rutgers, kind of a similar story. They also got some veterans back and then added a big veteran and Frankie Talia Ferry from Penn State. That's almost not fair. When you take a look at Rutgers, what are you thinking about that team? They're a great team. I mean, we've, we've had, since my time here, our our games against Rutgers has always been great. I mean, it's kind of, they, they've gotten one, we've gotten one, we've tied. Um, so you just, you know, going into the game, there's going to be some attacking personalities and they're going to be very organized and disciplined defensively. So it's a top team. They just had a great performance against another top team, Penn State. So I'm excited for it. Those are the games that, you know, you don't have to worry about because you know your team's going to be pumped, ready to go to compete against them. Earlier, you heard me mention that in 2019, you had eight players, which just is amazing. Receive all Big Ten recognition. And as I'm starting to prep for this game tonight. I noticed that you have 10 players that have scored already on this season. I think that talks a lot about the depth of your program as well. Can you enlighten us more on that? Yeah, we just have a lot of attacking personality. I mean, you you have Nikki Hernandez back. You you have Sarah Stratagakis back. You have Meredith Hawkinson. You have Raleigh Lofman. And then on top of that, you have probably some newer faces within our team. Danny Wolf, Sammy Woods, Hannah Blake, Lily Farkas. Like, it's kind of like, how can you try to piece it all together to get them all on the field at the same time? But it's also nice that, you know, you have a lot of depth and whoever's hot, you can get them on and they all have the ability to score. So it just is is nice to have that variety and uh, you know it's a it's a collection it's not just one person uh, we got a, a group of 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 players that can make this all work so it's great 
And I reminded our producer that you also have a big time goalkeeper that we cannot forget as you think about the great goalkeepers in the Big Ten with Jordan Bloomer at Wisconsin. Of course, the goalkeeper that you'll face tonight in Rutgers, McClellan is really good, but Hillary Beal's right there with them, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's another player that, look, you know, came back and, and took advantage of an additional year, and she's having a great year. Um, just really happy for her. Has been a player that's had a lot of experiences as a youth player, you know, especially with, with her clubs and then internationally. And the growth that she's had in her time here at Michigan, not only with what she's able to do on the field, but off the field as far as being a leader, has been really good. So, yeah, she's been playing great. I know she's going to be pumped, ready to go. Uh, for tonight and uh, just excited for her and and see what she's going to be able to do in this uh, Big Ten season. A couple more questions for Jen Klein now in her fourth season as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, who tonight on the Big Ten Network will take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in Piscataway. Looking forward to that indeed. And by the way, I know you have at least one, maybe there's two, but I know you have one Olympic gold medalist on your team as well. That never gets old talking about, does it? No, not at all. I mean, uh, it's, it's unbelievable to have, um, you know, anytime that you have a, somebody that represents their country, the Olympics, it's, it's a huge honor, but to have a, an Olympic gold medalist is great. We actually watched the game as, as a team during our preseason and man, the number of times yelling at the TV, cheering everything. It was, it was awesome. We're, we're happy for Jade. We're happy for Canada. And just that experience, you know, her now coming back into our team and the maturity and the leadership and the voice um, that she has, she found, you know, in her time with Canada and through the Olympics um, is only making our team better. Of course, we're talking about Jade Revere, who is a superstar in the Big Ten and really looking forward to seeing her tonight. I feel like We've been a little bit unlucky with her on the Big Ten Network with strange injuries here and there over the years. Yeah, you, 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 you guys, we got to just exit <laughs> there, like, right? Like, we've, we, and it's been Rutgers, too. So we got to make sure we, we get her through this game. <laughs> yeah, it's been strange, strange injuries uh, all the way across for her. But a big-time talent, right? What makes her so special, Jade? I think it's one, it's her ability on the ball. It's her overall speed. I mean, there's very few moments that you actually get to see her at her full, like, actual speed it's just because she she's got a lot of different levels to her speed but when she does finally get that chance to really go you're like oh wow okay she could probably run track in the olympics with how quick that she is but and then her ability you know as a defender her service and and threat to go to goal is always something you have to think about but uh yeah she is definitely a fun player to coach um she's been a joy to have on the team and we're, we're excited for, for her and, yeah, what she's going to be able to do tonight and in the Big Ten. Both these teams can score a lot of goals, but both these teams have some toughness. You know, when I think about Hawkinson and Luffman and Stratagakis and not afraid to get stuck in, to get in on the tackle, Rutgers the same way. And so I think you got both great aspects of the game, the attacking style, solid defense, disciplined defense, but also not afraid to get physical. Is that a good way to sum it up? Yeah, I would definitely say that. I think when you look at, at both teams, they're definitely disciplined, organized, but yeah, they're not scared to to have that physical battle and be aggressive when it's needed. For sure is going to make a, a very, very good game and exciting, I think, for, for everybody to watch this evening. Final comment, uh, your only loss, as you mentioned, was to Southern Cal, where you won a national championship at the associate head coach level and then said, you know what, I'm ready to do this again and I'm ready to take on a challenge. Clearly, Michigan was the right fit for you. You've talked about it before on the podcast. What was uh, Kadani's message after that game? I know you admire him. You list him as one of your, your top and favorite mentors. He just is really proud for me. You know, it was great. Jason, Kadani, they're like family. And so you got an opportunity to show your new home to your family. And really, they just are very proud for me, proud of what we're doing here at Michigan. It's a bummer that somebody had to, to lose. But overall, I mean, they're just really, really proud, happy with seeing that kind of take what we work together at USC and bring it to a different school and kind of carry it on and, and adapt and adjust it to ways that fit Michigan. But overall, he just was really, really proud. And, you know, that made me feel really good just to have him and Jason here and for me to share with them everything that we got going on with our program. 
Last question, and kind of a lot of my questions had a little bit of sprinkle of this question in it, but I want to end with this. Just in case people were living under a rock and didn't realize how good your team was in 2019, and now again, folks, pay attention. Michigan 7-1-1, one, and one, probably a legitimate top 10 team, so make sure, coaches, you get these votes right as well. What's the best way to describe Jen Klein, Michigan Wolverine women's soccer? We're a team that wants to control tempo. I mean, we want to have the ball. Um, we want to get forward. We want to score goals, but we also know we need to be disciplined defensively. So um, I think we're doing a really good job um, as far as making it tough uh, for teams to score on us. And then, like I said, we're generating a lot of shots. Now we just have to find find that magic way to make the ball hit the back of the net. And I think we'll be able to do that. We're staying positive in it. We know that if you can generate the opportunity, then it's just all about composure and execution in the moment. We're just a, a team that wants to play a style that people enjoy to watch, but also gives us an opportunity to be successful in the league and uh, also nationally. So, so far so good. And we'll continue to make our little adjustments here and there as, as we need to. I always have time for Jen Klein anytime, but especially on the United Soccer Coaches podcast and especially on the Big Ten Network where tonight at 6 o'clock they take on Rutgers at Yersek Field in Piscataway, New Jersey. Good luck against the Scarlet Knights, Jen Klein, and thanks so much for joining us on the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. Dean, always a pleasure. I appreciate it, and thanks for having me. We're not done talking about tonight's matchup, 6 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Coming up next, Mike O'Neill, now in his eighth season at Rutgers. He just got win number 100 against Drexel and then a few days later knocked off Penn State at home. He's home again tonight taking on Jen Klein and Michigan. Mike O'Neill now in his eighth season. Every season he's been the head coach at Rutgers. They made it to the NCAA tournament including the College Cup in 2015. He's also a great coach at PDA. Mike O'Neill from Kearney, New Jersey, Soccer Town, USA. Up next on the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Hello, college coaches. This is Dean Linky with a special reminder. Registration is now open for the United Soccer Coaches College Services Program. Registered programs have access to a variety of benefits, including eligibility for awards and rankings, individual membership discounts, a dedicated liaison working on your behalf with organizations like the NCAA, NAIA, NJCAA, and so much more. United Soccer Coaches helps you develop your entire coaching game the way you help your student athletes grow as people. For more information or to register, please visit unitedsoccercoaches.org slash college. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. Today, we get you set for tonight's game on the Big Ten Network between Michigan at 7-1-1 at Rutgers and 6-2. What a quality Big Ten women's soccer matchup. We just heard from Jen Klein. Now we welcome in Mike O'Neill, the top man at Rutgers in his eighth season as the head coach, longtime associate head coach. Of course, he's done great work with PDA at the youth level, and he just got his 100th win. Now he's at 101, and Mike O'Neill joins me now. Mike, welcome to the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Dean, thanks for having me on. Win number 100 against Drexel, win number 101 against Penn State. How's that make you feel? It's exciting. You know, I'm the, the hundredth win. I, I wasn't really sure what was happening. And um, the players started to celebrate the hundredth win and they started to chase me with a water jug. And, and then I realized what was going on. So it was a, uh, it was a pretty special moment, you know, and um, essentially I remember my hundredth uh, win because that, that night Carly Lewis scored five goals for the U S national team. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. Uh, but it was pretty special. You know, it's just I've been fortunate to have the support of my wife, Rachel, and my children at home. Uh, I've got a great coaching staff, and I've been uh, very fortunate to coach a lot of good players, uh, former players, current players. And without them, the success is not possible. So uh, it was pretty special. Try not to sound like a sycophant, but in many ways, Mike, you truly represent what United Soccer Coaches is all about because United Soccer Coaches covers all levels of the game, right? They cover youth, high school, college, pro, international. They cover coaches. They cover administrators. And, you know, I feel like you, you know, hit a lot of those roles. Uh, don't you think that's true? I mean, United Soccer Coaches has probably been a, a really good complement to everything you do. Oh, big time. I, I look forward to, get, to getting to the conventions every year. Uh, seeing a lot of friends, uh, learning uh, different things about soccer at every level. You know, I'm very fortunate to be involved at soccer and 
at all levels, you know, youth and college. And I think that uh, I think that's really important. And I'm very thankful for, for the opportunity to be involved at every level. Watching young players grow is pretty powerful. They grow as people, they grow as players and to be part of their journey and to prepare them for the next level that I'm also involved in is pretty exciting to be part of that and, and just see the success that they have and see how they, they grow up. And I think at, at PDA, we do a great job of, of for player development and people development and preparing them for the highest level. I think I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, let's dive more into PDA because they've produced so many amazing players. I mean, year after year after year. I mean, dating back to, I mean, players that uh, are Hall of Famers, right, with the U.S. Yeah. national team. What, what has made that club so special, Coach? Yeah, I think it's, you know, Tom Anderson, very thankful to Tom to have the vision that he had to form a club like PDA because it has had a positive impact on soccer in New Jersey and a positive impact on soccer in this country, positive effect on so many people's lives. Dean, it comes down to it's, you know, it's, it's all about with Tom and, you know, and it starts from the top. It's about family. It's about uh, people and player development in that order. And it's making sure that we can create the right environment where you know, players understand the, in, the importance of, of working hard and enjoying the game and doing things the right way. And if we can do things the right way, then winning will take care of itself. So I think it comes from the top and we've, you know, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of good coaches at uh, PDA that you know, understand what our culture is and what it's all about and the importance of helping people, young people grow as uh, people and players. I want to remind everybody that you were the associate head coach for Glenn Crooks from 2004 to 2013 and then became the head coach after that. Every single year you've been the head coach. Rutgers has made the NCAA tournament. So you've taken your winning ways from the youth system right into your role as the head coach at Rutgers. Seven straight. I know you're going to make it eight straight to the NCAAs. What does that say about uh, the Rutgers women's soccer team, coach? Coaching at the collegiate level and part of your recruiting is you want to recruit the right people, you know, people of character, people of talent, and our players come in with a great foundation. And it's important for us as a coaching staff at Rutgers is to uh, make sure that we continue the development of people and players. We get the opportunity to teach about life through a game and, and hopefully get them playing to a level that, you know, maybe they thought they'd never play at. And I think that that day-to-day -day environment we talk so much about is that day-to-day -day environment is the environment of success. So, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, but that's a big credit to the players, Dean, because you can, you can have the greatest plan in the world, but if, if the, the team you're coaching, you know, doesn't have that work ethic and doesn't have that drive to learn and become better, then success is not possible. So, again, we're very selective on the players that we, that we bring to Rutgers put a big emphasis on family, big emphasis, um, big emphasis on team, but you have to have this passion and desire to get better. And at the same time, we want to enjoy what we're doing. You also put a big emphasis on New Jersey, where they have produced some of the best female players ever. Uh, tonight, you're going to take on a Michigan team and in your starting lineup projected you have 10 players from New Jersey, including your goalkeeper, who's from your hometown of Kearney, New Jersey, better known as Soccer Town, USA. The only outlier is from Staten Island, New York, which is, you know, pretty much all the same thing as well. I mean, that is such a cool nugget. I mean, 10 of your 11 tonight against Michigan from the great state of New Jersey and one from Staten Island. Coach, what does that mean? Yeah, we're proud. You know, Jersey has a, a rich tradition of producing great players, you know, from Carly to Heather to Tobin to, you know, Casey Murphy. A lot of great players come out of uh, the, the great state of New Jersey. And I think the responsibility of the uh, or the goal of the head coach at the state university is to try to keep the best players home. And we've done a very good job of that. And then, you know, you, you look at the there's a lot of good uh, from uh, being a club coach. There's a lot of great contacts we have. And, you know, when we're trying to just sprinkle the, uh, the right players in with the Jersey players uh, for success. And I think that uh, we've done a very good job of that. How about your style? You're six and two. You've scored 31 
goals to start the season. Who doesn't love that, Michael Neal? Yeah, I know that's exciting. You know, we talk about if you want to have success, you need to score goals and we need clean sheets. So everybody is aware of uh, uh, the way that we want to play on both sides of the ball. But, uh, you know, we, we talk about the we enjoy scoring goals and the greatest form of defending is possession, right? We want to be exciting to watch, but we also want to make sure that we, you know, put the dirty work in on the other side of the ball to make sure that we uh, have clean sheets and um, we don't give up much. We like what we're doing on both sides of the ball right now. Mike O'Neill, the eight-year top man for the Rutgers women's soccer team. They made it to the College Cup in 2015. I think they've got a team good enough to make it back to the College Cup again this year on Sunday. You played Penn State. That's a big win. Tonight, you play Michigan. Sunday was alumni weekend. You mentioned Casey Murphy. She was one of several former alumni that were there. That goes back to what you were talking about in family, right? Yeah, it really does. And it was a great surprise to see Casey and so many others. Um, at halftime, I'm trying to, uh, you know, talk about, write down on a piece of paper with the things I'd like to discuss at halftime. And uh, you, the announcer is just uh, naming uh, the names of the alums that were there. And as I'm writing, they're naming the names. I'm thinking, that was a good player. Another good player. Another good player. So it was, uh, it was hard to concentrate, but it was pretty enjoyable you know, to hear the names of the talent that have come through the program. So it was a, a really exciting day from the first original team here in, in 84 that was uh, that came back for alumni to, you know, some of the players from last year's team and everything in between. So it was a it was a really it was a great day. When you started with Glenn Crooks, you were not in the Big Ten. What have you enjoyed about the move to the Big Ten? Yeah, every game, every game you, is a battle. You have to be your best be at your best. And it's, it's, you know, we talk so much and that is a really good form of development. You know, consistency is so important to be um, when you're a good player. Um, so you can't take it. There's, there's no such thing as an easy game in the big 10. And uh, I think that's been really exciting because it brings out the best of everyone. Tonight on the Big Ten Network, 6 o'clock, a doubleheader. It starts with Rutgers and Michigan. Michigan also comes in red hot, Coach 7-1-1. One, and one. They also come in with the commitment from these seniors that came back on their COVID year. A couple years ago, they set a record with eight players that received some sort of all-Big all Ten recognition. All eight of those players are still around because they're taking advantage of that. Knowing all of that, what are the keys to getting a win against a very experienced and also attack-minded team in Michigan? Yeah, they're a good side, very well coached. Jen does a great job. They put a lot of numbers forward, so we have to we have to have a, a good plan for that. But I, I think for us, it's uh, on the attacking side is we want to be able to dictate the tempo by controlling the ball. You know, but we know we have to be at the top of our game on 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 both sides of the ball to have success on Thursday. They're a good side. We're a good side. It should be a really good match. Final question. I want to see if uh, you're okay with this. As you know, I was the press officer of the 94 team that included Tony Miola, John Harks, and Tab Ramos that all have some sort of affiliation to Kearney, New Jersey. I decided, along with Jalen Armstrong, who will call the game with me tonight, that you're going to move ahead of all three of those as far as the all-time <laughs> grapes from Kearney, New Jersey, based on the 101 wins. Does that work for you, Coach? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, I, it, it was a, an unbelievable journey, you know, watching uh, John and Tab and Tony with our national team and the, the support that the, the town had behind them. And, you know, we traveled everywhere to watch them play. It was a, an unbelievable, uh, passionate experience. And, uh, you know, I, I speak to uh, John quite often and, you know, Tab is doing really well. Tony's doing really well. Um, so, uh I don't, I don't think so. I think uh, everybody is, uh, is uh, they're very humble, um, but those guys have had un unbelievable careers. So, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of them. Well, we're proud of you, and we look forward to the call tonight. Again, 6 o'clock on the Big Ten Network, Rutgers hosting Michigan, two of the best in the country, another top 20 matchup just like it was on Sunday when they beat Penn State 2-1. to one. Mike O'Neill, the eight-year top man at Rutgers, has been to the NCAA tournament every year he's been the head coach. Good luck tonight and good luck the rest of the season, and thank you for joining us on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Dean, my pleasure. Thank you always for having me. I appreciate it. When we return, we are joined by the former CEO of United Soccer Coaches, Joe Cummings, who's truly 
done it all in the game. And I mean, he has done it all and he continues to do it all, including creating his own scholarship, the Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund. The scholarship applications are due this weekend. The time is running down. This is the third part of a three-part series where we have spent time with the leaders for the United Soccer Coaches Foundation, also recipients, and Joe Cummings, who has his own endowment dedicated to getting folks to the convention. A very special endowment indeed. Joe Cummings on the bounce. United Soccer Coaches Advanced Diplomas have long been regarded as an excellent way to expand your coaching knowledge, advance your career, and improve your player's development. Now, with our blended format that incorporates online and in-person learning, coaches with ever-demanding schedules can earn their diploma in the most time-friendly way possible. Visit unitedsoccercoaches.org slash advanced-diplomas for more information. Joe Cummings will always be a leader within United Soccer Coaches as a member now for 40 brilliant years, a past president, the CEO for six years, and the 2016 President's Award winner. Joe Cummings has continued to leave his positive mark on the association as a whole. His named endowment fund will provide one or more applicants to attend the convention in his name every year. With that set up, this is part three of a three-part series on the fact that the applications for the scholarship funds, including the Joe Cummings Convention Fund, will end this weekend. Today is Thursday, folks, so you need to move fast. Always moving fast. I can't keep up with the man. Joe Cummings joins me now on the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Mr. Cummings, thanks for returning to the podcast. Thanks very much, Dean. Appreciate the time, and, and I really, really appreciate the topic. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, well, let's talk about this because, you know, you've got your wife, Anne-Marie, you got your two sons, Joseph and Paul, and knowing you, they probably were involved as well in your decision to say, you know what, I want to provide a tax-deductible gift, and I want it, you know, to help people go to the convention, thus it's called the Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund. Talk about that decision and why you thought it was so important, Joe. Well, it's it's interesting that you mentioned Anne-Marie because I was figuring out the other day when it did occur to me that it was 40 years I mean, that's a lot of conventions to attend. You could have had my wife on this podcast just as easily because she's been to 30 conventions herself. Mm -hmm. So our family, Paul and Joseph have attended also. They get it better than maybe most families do. When you have an opportunity as a member of the Association of United Soccer Coaches to spend three days, four days, five days together in one location with like-minded people that just want to spend some time talking about the sport you love, you have to take advantage of that opportunity. And for me, going back now to 1982 and thinking about attending my first convention, I said, what greater gift could I give to a coach like I was back then, you know, a, a varsity high school boys coach, what what greater gift that I give them than the gift of the convention? And that's what it's about. It's the gift of the convention. And you said it in the intro, Dean, it's not just, sometimes it's more than an individual, depending upon how the fund has done in the past year uh, from an investment standpoint, it could be multiple people that are able to attend the convention. And that just, it's, it's joyful for me to know that we can make that happen. Well, and we're down to the wire. So Jeff Bennell, who heads up the United Soccer Coaches Foundation Scholarship Committee, you know, the applications are due this weekend. That's the deadline. So he wanted uh, you to send a special message because let's say you're listening right now and you're good, but it shouldn't end there, right? Well, we all, you know, if you think about the responsibilities that we have in, in advancing the sport, it's not only with those that we coach, it's anyone that we come in contact with, a fellow coach, um, whether it be at the youth level, the high school level, the college level, the professional level, a journalist, a radio broadcast, a TV broadcast, a streaming person involved in streaming. For all of those people, we have a responsibility to help champion the cause of growing the sport. So as I'm speaking to people, as this podcast is playing, even if you have registered for the convention, even if you are a member, you're sitting there and you're thinking about this and you're saying, oh, this doesn't pertain to me. No, 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 no. Nothing could be further from the truth. It, it pertains to 
anyone that would benefit from the three, four or five days of walking around in the convention center in Kansas City. So I urge everyone who's listening to just for a minute, think about someone, say, who could I mention this to? Because that person applies, application deadline, tick, 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 the clock's ticking. They better apply. If they apply and they're accepted and receive the convention scholarship, then they're going to be there. They're going to be walking the hallways. I'm going to take an opportunity to meet them. And that personal contact that has occurred because someone has reached out to a colleague or a friend, that extends the responsibilities that we have as coaches to someone new a new member. The sizzle at the convention is unlike any sizzle. I mean, I compare it to the Super Bowl, which I've been to a few Super Bowls. There's electricity in the air. And I think it's fair to say at the convention, especially since we missed last year, we will fill that sizzle, right, Joe? I mean, and like you said, you'll stop. Anson will stop. Bob Gansler will stop. Everybody will stop to talk to anyone to try to learn, educate, listen, and share. The first one that I went to, my head was on a swivel. As I would look left and look right, I would see these names, these giants in the game. And it probably, probably the first year I didn't have enough nerve to do it. But in following years, I would go up and I would say hello. And I would ask, do you have a minute? Do you have a minute? And there's an incredible Anson. I did it with Anson. Okay. Um, you know, I walked up to Anson once and Anson said to me, listen, he said, I, I'm, I'm on my way to lunch right now. Come on, join me. And here I am. I'm sitting, I'm sitting down having lunch with Anson Dorrance and we're talking about Carolina and we're talking about the state of soccer in the United States. This goes back now 40 years ago, but there was no hesitation on his part. And no matter who you meet, no matter who's there, you'll have an opportunity to say hello to them. And everyone is so gracious that you'll have an opportunity to spend some time with them. Joe Cummings, during your time as CEO, you did more for the association than a lot of people will ever know. And I'm talking about putting your own skin in the game, which is incredible. You also worked really hard to extend the United Soccer Coaches brand internationally, as evident by the increased number of international clinicians at the annual convention, which is another benefit to having this Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund. I mean... You brought in Sir Alex. I think you're involved in getting Pele there. I mean, uh, Landon Donovan. I mean, you name it. I think you're in the middle of a lot of those big-time superstars. Obviously, Landon's not international. Well, he kind of is. I mean, that was always important to you. Tell us why, Joe. Well, it was important to me because I think that the more information that you can have and the more varied information, uh, I mean, the more, the, the more information that comes, whether it comes from the United States or whether it comes from countries around the world that have, you know, fantastic programs, that's important for the, for the recipient, for the attendee. And this scholarship, yes, named because I so love the convention, named for me, is the result of the friendship with Sir Alex. Um, Sir Alex, after um, I did his book tour, said to me, Joe, I'd like to, to have a legacy to do something because I've now seen the convention. He came to the convention. He saw it and it's head shaking. There's nothing else like it anywhere in the world. And believe me, other countries have tried. I visited countries that have tried. They can't do it because we're so organized and we know how to do events. So following the convention that he attended, Sir Alex said, I'd like to become part of the fundraising on behalf of your scholarship. So every time someone receives this scholarship to attend the convention, it's not only in my name, it's also in the name of Sir Alex, who was responsible for a, a large chunk of the donation that got this fund started. And I will forever be indebted to him for that. And it, it, it means that it extends now to a convention attendees, it extends beyond my name, but to his name, and he's a dear, dear friend. I didn't even know that. What a great little tidbit. Uh, I always learn something new from you, Joe, all the time. How long have you had this scholarship fund, Joe? Do you know? Has it been around several years or just in recent years? No, it's 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 been several years, probably five or six. Okay, okay. I I I finished up with uh, as CEO in 2015. 
And we announced it shortly after that. And uh, at each of the conventions, I have the opportunity to meet. Uh, there's an event, a foundation event, and there's always an opportunity for me to meet uh, those folks that are there because of this scholarship. And Dean, you look at these faces and these smiles and everybody looks so young, just as I did when I first came to the convention 40 years ago. And they are so thankful and so appreciative. And I'm the one that's saying thanks to them because they are representing in many cases, the next generation of coaches. You take an old guy like me that doesn't coach anymore and you know, walks around the convention just, you know, looking at these smiling faces. And now I get to meet them face, you know, up close and personal, as they used to say on, uh, on or is it sports, uh, you know, ABC, Y World of Sports, up close and personal. I get to meet these folks. And you can hear in my voice, I hope, that it makes the convention so much more meaningful to me to see the next generation of coaches there because they received the convention scholarship named for me. Obviously, that's why I asked the question, because I wondered if you were able to meet some of the recipients. And obviously, uh, it is really a detailed research on all of these applications as they get, you know, hundreds of them. And so you know how deep that process is. So when you see who's on the other end of the Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund, you know that, yes, they are now experiencing the convention, but you also know that they couldn't have got there without you, Joe, and without this Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund. So that makes it even sweeter, I would guess. Yes, and, and, and you know, the foundation committee is, is the, the initial contact, but then I get to see those finalists, all right? And I, I, I remember last year making multiple calls back to the office saying, I just need to ask some questions about this candidate because this isn't a one-pager, okay? This, this isn't like a, just a one-page thing. These applications, this process is, is, is studious in its nature and its design. And the foundation committee does an incredible job, first of all, just receiving the number that they receive, then making the first layer of decisions. And then when everything comes to those of us that make the convention decision, because there's a, that subcommittee that talks about it being either a convention decision or, or education, those that come to me, I spend hours going over these and I wish I could give out every single one because the thought and the time and the effort that goes into them really separates those applicants from so many others. And it's with great pride that we choose one or two or three, whatever the number turns out to be, because they are really representative of the best of the best. Well, and as Joe mentioned, and Dr. Jeff Bennell, I, I know he's not a doctor, but we call him that, you know, the time is ticking right now. We hope you will consider a tax deductible gift toward the Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund and join us in honoring Joe's lifelong dedication and contribution to the sport of soccer to make a donation to the Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund online. Visit the website at unitedsoccercoaches.org slash coaches give. More importantly, get your application in now, right this weekend. If you know somebody, as Joe Cummings already mentioned, get their application in. Help them get their application in as the scholarship fund will close on this weekend. We're waiting for you. We want them in. Last word on the Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund. Joe Cummings, why is this so important to you, sir? Well, Given what we've gone through in the last year, I love that this is being tagged or teased reunited soccer coaches, because you know what? We are going to reunite in our love for the game, in our love for education, our love for teaching and learning. And there's no better place to do that than at the convention, January 19th to 23rd, 2022 back in Kansas City, the home of the national office. And you got a couple of days, folks, maybe even one day. Get going, complete the application. And if you have someone that you know should be applying, give them a call, reach out to them, and have them do it. They'll love the opportunity. Nobody can close an interview better than Joe Cummings. The Joe Cummings Convention Scholarship Fund. couple more days. Get it going. www.united.
unitedsoccercoaches.org slash coaches give. Get that application in. Joe Cummings, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the final edition of the United Soccer Coaches Foundation Scholarship Application three-part segment. Thank you, Joe. Thanks very much, Dean. All the best. And since we're talking about the convention, our countdown convention will conclude this week's edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. We're so pleased to be joined by this super talented Vince Gansberg, the Assistant Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches. He and Ian Barker do such a great job leading our coaching education. Vince Gansberg's got not one, but two exciting diplomas that he will be overseeing at this year's convention in Kansas City, where we are reunited. The countdown to convention with Vince Gansberg when we return. Looking for ways to improve your training session? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for more than 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential to every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to elevate your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Time now for the Countdown to Convention, a weekly interview on the United Soccer Coaches podcast that features the United Soccer Coaches Convention, which will take place January 19th through 23rd in Kansas City. Every week during this time, our host, Dean Linky, will take a deep dive with someone or a group of people that will be featured at this year's convention. Remember to register early for the convention by going to unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org. Now, here's Dean with this week's Countdown to Convention. Yes, indeed, this is the Countdown to Convention part of this week's United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. It's week three, and guess what? We're going to go all the way until we arrive at the convention in Kansas City, where we are indeed reunited. I'm so pleased to be reunited with Vince Gansberg. He's been on the program several times. He's the Assistant Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches, does such great work with Ian Barker, and Vince Gansberg joins the Countdown to Convention. Vince, thanks for being a part of the Countdown to Convention. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, yeah, before we get into the diplomas that uh, you're going to head up at the convention, obviously we are going to be reunited. We weren't there last year. How excited are you to be back together in Kansas City? Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting just to see live sessions again, attend live classroom sessions, and just, you know, see old faces and friends that usually occurs at this convention, you know, when you reunite with some of your old coaching friends and colleagues. So I'm very excited. Of course, Jeff Van Dusen, the Director of Operations and Events, kicked off the countdown to the convention a couple of weeks ago, Vince, and he named you, he named Sky Eddie, he named several others, Ian Barker, who will be on next week as well, Lynn Burley-Manuel, so many people heading up unique and interesting diplomas. And within those diplomas are multiple courses. So I'm going to kind of give you the table to talk about the diplomas that you're heading up and then all the sessions that are attached to the diploma, Vince. So to get everybody excited about the convention, because, hey, did I remind you, this is the countdown to convention. <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you. So I'm going to be facilitating or in charge of, if you will, two uh, diploma offerings. One is the Youth Professional Development Coaching Certificate, and the second is the Urban Soccer Diploma, which I believe this is its fourth year that we've had it at the convention. And that's usually, well, that's pretty much always held on Saturday and Sunday, but this year it's completely going to be on Sunday on the last day of the convention. But I can talk, I'd like to talk about that and who will be presenting that diploma in a little bit here. So if you want, I can start with the Youth uh, Professional Development Certificate. Let's which, go. Which will provide 10 sessions, five classroom, five field. And we've got some wonderful presenters, in my opinion, some of the best of the best in the youth space. And the idea is that we offer a variety of sessions for youth coaches to come and learn on topics old and new, right? So new, new type of trending topics and also just kind of maybe topics and themes that are good reminders. So some of the presenters will be Chris Panatiao. He's going to kick it off talking about uh, a youth game model development. And he's going to talk about how the Virginia Rush or the Rush in general create their game model for the youth. And that's kind of a big buzzword. And when we talk about coaching is can you create a game model? And so how do you do it? Not just for older players, but how do you do it for young players? We are also going to have, once again, Dr. Fritz Edel from Butler University. 
who is uh, one of the leaders in, in coaching education at the university level, but also in physical education as well. He's going to be joined by Dr. Rob DiBernardo, who is the sports performance in the sports performance department for the Toronto Blue Jays. They're going to talk about a classroom session on how do you get the athletes to quote unquote, do the work. In other words, as coaches, how do we engage them? How do we make them feel part of practice as to, you know, opposed to being at practice and being told what to do at practice. The next lecture will be a topic or a theme that a lot of coaches struggle with, youth coaches especially, and that is how do you include your goalkeepers within a normal training session? <laughs> and and uh, how do you provide that goalkeeper some training, but yet also develop your field players at the same time? And that will be delivered by Eric Oman, who is United Soccer Coaches Academy staff instructor, wonderful presenter, wonderful man. Another classroom session is going to be Mike Freitag, who is the former Indiana University men's soccer coach. He then moved from there to be the Colorado Youth Soccer Director of Coaching, where he has been since his days at IU. And he's going to do a presentation on just how coaches, maybe the importance of just switching up practices for youth coaches so the kids have fun. It'll be a great presentation. Coach Freitag is always entertaining. Then we kind of get into some of the field sessions. We're going to have Samantha Snow, who is a member of our coaching education staff, and she's going to talk about field awareness. And she's actually going to present field awareness. And more importantly, how do you develop it in youth players? After her, we're going to have Olympic gold medalist, former women's national team, Stacey Wilson. She's going to do a field session on physical preparation and qualities for the youth player. In other words, you're a coach, what really should be your priorities to develop them physically? How do you bring that out in practice? Then we will follow up with uh, Deb Raber. She'll also do a presentation along with Kristen Shaw, who will be her co-presenter. Again, both of them are coaching educators uh, with United Soccer Coaches. And they're going to talk about combination play and what's needed in the youth game. They're both women's college coaches. And I asked them to, if they can present something on combination play that they are seeing when the kids, when they're the players that they coach in college, they just don't know have, they just don't, just don't grasp. So they're going to talk about that in combination play and, and really what's needed. Another field session is going to be Ian Mulliner, who is always entertaining. The title is basically just hurting cats and how to survive. It's really not about coaching little ones that, that bunch up and group up. It's more a field session showing how coaches need to be patient and also engage players when they're actually at practice and they're trying to keep them on task. Really, it's, it's kind of an extension of what Dr. Fritz Edel and Dr. Rob DiBernardo will be presenting in the classroom, and it might tie in with that one. I will be doing a presentation on autonomy supportive coaching practices, which is basically uh, kind of allowing players some choice in practice. And I know that's like counterintuitive because everyone's like, well, you're the coach, you need to structure everything. Well, there's a theory called autonomy supportive coaching practices, which is really beneficial. So I'm going to show how you do that on the field, how you do it with a group of young players, how do you include them. And I will be assisted by Manoj Ketri, who is with CUP in uh, Cincinnati. And then last, we have Isang Jacob. He is a former high school coach, former college coach, coached uh, I think nine players that are that either played professionally or still in the professional game, notably Ray Gaddis, who just retired from the Philadelphia Union. Isang coached all those boys in club soccer. Matt Hedges, who also um, made a made an appearance for our national team. He played with FC Dallas. So you can imagine that team growing up, but Isang led them. And he's just going to talk about technical tools that that are needed for the youth soccer player. And it'll be a field session and it'll be very dynamic with Isang. So those are the 10 presentations for the youth professional development. We're just asking coaches that they attend six of those 10 to get their certificate and diploma. I just want to go back to Gaddis and Hedges. Those are two big time names, right? That's an incredible honor that you get those players because they're, I mean, they're relevant. They're right here right now, right? Yes. Yes, they are. And he's saying, you know, if you ask both of them, they'll not just say that he developed them as, as great soccer players, but good, great people. I mean, Ray Gaddis is a, is a pastor now and, and you know, Matt Hedges is a, you know, a husband and, and, and work and contributing in, in life too, as far as, you know, as he does in his work now, but, and then there were like six or seven others that also went pro Perry kitchen. There's another big name that was also on that team. So he's saying 
developed quite a few of those young men, and he had them for quite a few years. He was also really good at teaching them more than just the game. He was one of the few club coaches in my state, Indiana, where I live, that would actually have his kids take a coaching course. So I literally went out and I worked with his kids on how to coach five and six-year-olds. He had them then coach in the, in the recreation program there. So Isang did a lot than, uh, you know, other than just coach a club team. I mean, he prepared these kids for life and he did it very, very well. We're here with Vince Gansberg, the Associate Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches, as he broke down the first diploma. And as promised, we want to talk about Sunday's urban diploma. Uh, give the exact definition of that diploma. So it's basically, how do you coach children who are in non-traditional environments? Okay. So they might be, uh, it might be a school program. It might be a, a program that's in the urban area that really isn't affiliated with the club, but, but you offer a program for kids. How do you work with those kids? How do you train them? It might be a parks. They, they might play in parks and rec departments or for a police athletic league, the PAL league. So that's what the, the basically the diploma targets. It targets that audience. It was made in collaboration with the, with the U.S. Soccer Foundation. We kind of built this uh, diploma about seven, eight years ago. It was really hitting its peak. And then that thing called the pandemic hit, <laughs> we had to stop all the in-person courses. But uh, prior to the pandemic, we were delivering this diploma all over the country in certain cities. Target gave us a wonderful grant to go out and provide coaching education in these cities. And it's basically, how do you work with the kids that are in those areas they don't quite necessarily have the funds or they have barriers, for example, transportation. They can't get from the, from the urban area out to the suburban area clubs. So how do you provide a, a, a good coaching framework for those children? And how many do you, are you expecting to participate in that Sunday session and what will it consist of? Will it be field sessions? Will it be classroom sessions? What will it entail? Right now, there, there are going to be three individuals that are going to be presenting. I, all I'm going to do is facilitate uh, the diploma offering. As far as how many, I'm not sure. We've had everything from uh, 60 coaches at one uh, convention to 20, 25. It just depends on who wants to stay and who wants to, who wants to get the diploma. But it will consist of two classroom and two field sessions. And that's it. The three presenters will be the lovely Shana Ross from the U.S. Soccer Foundation. She is an absolute rock star and, in my opinion, one of the best coaching educators in this country. She's fantastic. Then also J.T. Dorsey, who is a former professional player, and he heads up the J.T. Dorsey Foundation in the Philadelphia area. He and I, and along with Michael Venturubin from the U.S. Soccer Foundation, we we were the really the three that kind of put this diploma offering together about seven, eight years ago. So he will be presenting. And then we're going to have Ann Murphy, a local resident of Kansas City. Uh, she's an amazing story um, as well. Uh, she's a police officer. She coaches a, a very uh, successful program in the urban area. Oh, and she's going for her PhD. So, and she's almost done with that. Uh, she's also a Jerry Yagley winner award recipient. So She's also going to be presenting as well. So three wonderful presenters to end, I think, the convention with. Vince Gansberg breaking down not one, but two unique diplomas that will be part of our reunited convention in Kansas City, January 19th through the 23rd. To kind of close it out, Vince, obviously, as we already touched on, it's going to be great to be back together. But this is kind of a unique initiative. I think we've always done a lot of diplomas, but never this many. How are you feeling about uh I mean, there's a lot of work, but I feel like it's something that the coaches want and we're just delivering the goods. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, the convention has always been kind of the marquee place to come and learn and, and attend. And I know that when I was a young coach, coach, I was a high school teacher and a coach and I would, you know, fund my way to go every year. And, and I always look forward to it just because I could just go watch all these great sessions, listen to these wonderful classroom presentations and then over time, you build friendships and relationships with other coaches from all over you know, the country and even the world. It is a really exciting that we're going to be back together, really exciting that we are offering more education offerings or diplomas for people to get. And really looking forward to just being in person again. And, and uh, no offense to Zoom, but I, 
I'm about zoomed out, but <laughs> most of the country that might be watching this are. Well, and we're going to zoom right out right now. Gansberg, <laughs> the Assistant Director of Coaching Education for United Soccer Coaches. Thanks for all the great work you and Ian do, and I uh, really appreciate what you're doing here for the convention. And thanks for joining us on the Countdown to Convention, Vince. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I want to thank Vince. I also want to thank Jen Klein, the head coach of the Michigan women's soccer team, Mike O'Neill, the head coach of the Rutgers women's soccer team, and of course, Joe Cummings, the former CEO and such a great soccer ambassador, part of the Joe Cummings Convention Fund with the United Soccer Coaches Foundation Scholarship Committee, reminding you this weekend is the cutoff. Get your scholarship applications in right now. I also want to thank Sean Chevro, Jonas Worth, Erica Dyer, Bailey Conklin, Jeff Van Dusen, all the great people at United Soccer Coaches, and our producer, Colin Thrash. For each and every one of them and all of you, I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you next week for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by TeamSnap. That's this week's Countdown to Convention for the 2022 United Soccer Coaches Convention, January 19th through 23rd in Kansas City. Register today at unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org. Thanks for listening to the weekly United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. To learn more, visit unitedsoccercoaches.org and teamsnap.com.